important way from going to KBOO is because I finally actually found my passion for public policy and learning about these complex issues. And that's why I'm going to be studying sociology at PSU this fall. If you're interested in joining KBOO Youth Collective, email us at volunteer at kboo.org or show your support for KBOO's youth programming by donating to KBOO today by going to kboo.fm slash give or by texting KBOO to 44321. to this month's edition of The Underground, courtesy of the KBOO Youth Collective, broadcasting on KBOO Portland. You might notice that the schedule for today looks a little bit different, and that's because it's Youth Day. Essentially, the entire airwaves for today are dedicated to the various pieces of content from youth contributors to KBOO, and throughout the day, we will be airing some past shows from previous editions of the underground as well as uh, pieces for this month from youth collective members and later in the day there might also be some special bonus content that you may want to stick around for first up we have a piece from lavanya about mythology enjoy hello everybody this is lavanya with the cable youth collective and today we are going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects mythology that's right, I am going to be telling six of my favorite myths from all kinds of places around the world. Greece, Finland, Cambodia, you name it. So, if you love mythology just like me, or if you're interested to see where this goes, then keep on listening. Before we begin, 
A quick disclaimer. I apologize if I pronounce any of the names in these myths incorrectly. I promise it's unintentional, and I will try my best to pronounce them correctly. Alright, to begin, our first story is one of Greek mythology, a tale which is probably familiar to most of you. This is the tale of Pandora's box. Okay, so Pandora was, according to Greek legend, the first mortal woman whose curiosity actually set forth a chain of irreversible events. Pandora was initially created by Hephaestus, the god of fire, and many powerful beings like gods and goddesses helped Hephaestus make Pandora extraordinary. Aphrodite, the goddess of love and beauty, gave her the ability to feel deeply and to feel emotions. Hermes, the messenger of the gods, gave her mastery over language. Athena, the goddess of wisdom and war, gave her the ability to be a craftsman and to be observant and have focused attention. And Zeus, the god of the sky and thunder, also the king of the gods, gave her curiosity and a box. You might be thinking, why would a mighty god like Zeus give Pandora a box? Well, let me tell you, this was no ordinary box. It was very heavy, detailed and ornate, and it was tightly shut. Zeus actually warned Pandora that what was in the box was not meant for her to see, and she should never open the box under any circumstances. Huh, that's a bit weird. Anyways, so Pandora, on Earth, ended up falling in love with Epimetheus, who, along with his brother, Prometheus, was one of the two titans who were the so-called representatives of mankind. Epimetheus and his brother were supposed to populate the Earth with animals and life, and essentially create the natural world. But his brother, Prometheus, ended up being eternally punished for giving fire to humans as a form of protection. Weird, right? Because fire is ironically so important to us humans, and without it we could have never survived. But Zeus thought that Prometheus had betrayed the gods by stealing their fire and giving it to the humans, because he believed that the fire was meant for the gods and only the gods. So Zeus created a box, which he would later give to Pandora, and we'll find out the reason why a little later. So Epimetheus was, you know, very, very sad to not be able to be with his brother, and his love for Pandora was the perfect distraction for him. The two of them actually got married, and as a wedding present, Zeus gave Pandora the box. Now with Epimetheus on Earth, Pandora was pretty much living her best life. She was completely captivated by Earth and all of its wonders, but the gift of curiosity, which, if you remember, Zeus gave her, it had made her thirsty for knowledge, where she had an intense desire to just know about stuff, and this curiosity kind of got the best of her and she found herself thinking a lot about the box that Zeus gave her as a wedding gift. She was so curious about this. I guess something about just not knowing 
what was in the box and the fact that she was specifically told and warned to never open the box. I mean, this was like a magnet which was drawing her to the box. Over time, Pandora became more and more infatuated with the box, and she even thought that she could hear voices coming from the box, which obviously soon enough became maddening for her, and eventually she just gave in, and she decided that she was just gonna take a teeny tiny glance inside the box to just see what was in there. So. That is exactly what she did, and as you can probably guess, this is where things started to go downhill. The box pretty much sprung open, and all of these horrifying monsters and sounds escaped from the box in a cloud. They were all very eager to be free of the box. Now upon seeing this, Pandora obviously immediately regretted opening the box, and in a fit of fear, she desperately tried to direct the evil forces back into the box, but clearly that didn't work. Essentially, Zeus had used the box to trap all the forces of evil and suffering that he had created, and when Pandora opened the box, she released these forces upon the world. Now, like I already said, Zeus warned Pandora to never open the box, but remember, he was the one who gave her the gift of curiosity in the first place, so he always knew that she would eventually end up opening the box, because it was just part of her nature. So why did he give her the box then? The whole idea of the box was really just Zeus's plan to cause suffering to the humans in order to avenge the betrayal of Prometheus, who, if you remember, gave the fire of the gods to the humans, but without the permission of Zeus. Zeus was really upset about this because he strongly believed that fire was something that was meant for the gods and only the gods, and it did not belong to the humans. And so, when Prometheus went behind his back and gave fire to the humans so that they could have a form of protection, Zeus was very upset. And so, he created these forces of evil and suffering, and he trapped them in a box. And he gave the box to the one person who he knew would open the box no matter what he said, and that person was Pandora. And when she opened the box, all of these forces of evil and suffering were released upon the world, and the humans had to deal with these evil forces, and the humans had to suffer. Now Prometheus was the one who created the humans, and so, by making the humans suffer, Zeus was avenging the betrayal of Prometheus. So, really? The box was Zeus's way of getting back at Prometheus. Now when Pandora opened the box, she was filled with anguish with what she had done. But wait, one more thing came out of the box as well, and that was hope. And this hope was also released into the world, and it gave 
the mortals the capacity to endure the evils and the suffering of the world which pandora's box had released and that is the myth of pandora's box wow i really i really just love this story so much because it gives you a different perspective on the world and honestly this story is one that just never gets old okay now moving out of greek mythology we are gonna go to finland and on to finnish mythology next up we have the myth of the sampo probably one that you have never heard of okay so the story begins with Vainamoinen, who was an incredibly old and powerful sage and bard from the land of Kalevala. Now, after a long and gruesome time at sea, Vainamoinen washed up on the shores of the land of Pohyola, the land of the north. Now, Pohyola was very unlike his home, Kalevala, and it was this dark, gloomy, frozen land which was ruled by Lohi, who was a wicked witch and the queen of the north. Now, being the cunning hag she was, she took care of Vainamoinen and nursed him back to health after he had battled at sea, but she demanded a reward in return. Now, this was not any ordinary reward that most people might lust after. No, it was, it was not anything like gold or silver like you might think instead she wanted something that did not exist this was the sample what was the sample you might be asking well the sample was an artifact which would bestow upon the owner unlimited wealth and fortune and it was supposedly to be forged from the tips of white swan feathers the milk of greatest virtue, a single grain of barley, and the finest wool of lambskins. Obviously, Vainamoinen was in a bit of a predicament here, because the Sampo didn't exist, so how was he supposed to give it to Lohi? Luckily, Vainamoinen knew that there was one person who was indeed capable of giving him the sample, and this person was Seppo Ilmarinen, Seppo Ilmarinen, the eternal hammerer who was capable of creating practically anything, and he was the one who forged the Sky Dome itself. So Vainamoinen convinced Lohi to send him back to Kalevala to speak with Seppo Ilmarinen. And when he finally arrived in Kalevala and gave his request to Seppo Ilmarinen, Ilmarinen refused. He refused to go to the gloomy and miserable north, the land of witches and man-eaters. But Vainamoinen was desperate to deliver Lohi's reward, and he tricked Seppo Ilmarinen into climbing a giant tree and then when Ilmarinen was at the top of the tree, Vainamoinen summoned a giant storm which, get this, the storm flung Seppo Ilmarinen from the top of the very tall tree all the way back north to Pohyola. 
Now, in Pohjola, Seppel Omarainen was welcomed and treated with amazing hospitality, and it seemed like everyone was so happy to have him there. And Lohi, the hag, even promised Seppel Omarainen the hand of her very beautiful daughter in marriage, if he was able to craft the sampo. And with this, Seppel Ilmarinen agreed, and he declared that yes, of course I can create the sampo, I am the most powerful smith in the world, I can accomplish anything. But this was easier said than done, and he tried and tried to forge the sampo, but only succeeded in creating other artifacts which were beautiful in appearance, but not so much in nature. For example, he created a beautiful crossbow, but that crossbow was bloodthirsty, and he created a shiny